We are live. Hello to all my guys, gals, and non-binary pals of audio podcast land. And welcome to another exciting episode of Brave New Wild, a junior Braves of the Apocalypse tabletop role-playing actual play podcast. I am your brave master, Mikey, who gets the lovely pleasure to be the storyteller and to lead our troop through battle so to speak you can follow me all over the social medias at various iteration of pop culture geek you can also follow all of us here collectively at vibe try productions make sure to give us a like a follow and a subscribe as the kids say now these days to stay up to date on all of the actual play podcasts and pop culture podcasts we got going on Season two is going strong and uh, stay tuned for some special things coming down the pipeline soon. But I can never do this adventure alone. I am joined by my amazing cast of players. We're going to go around and do some introductions, tell them who they are, where you can find them on the socials and plug other projects, as well as who they are playing tonight. So. I'm going to go around real quick. Any, meeny, money, mo, just because I'm jealous of that shirt. Adolfo, my LWO hermano, you will be the first to go. Those programas, and uh, how the fuck are you doing? I know it's we, it, we didn't do the two minute thing, but it's all right. Because yeah. demonetized, anyway, it's okay. Demonetized. I am Adolfo, the nerdy Puerto Rican. You can find me on numerous projects here at Vibe Tribe. Productions. I play over the Academy, Neon Memories, here at Brave New World. I'll get back to Brave New World. You can also hear me on the Divergence and over on the Biconics. But here on Brave New Worlds, I I play Bobby McGillicuddy, the little upstart kid from Transplant from fucking Boston, who's pissed because I can't. There's no fucking donkeys because the fucking apocalypse happened. Some bullshit. My Bostonian, I love him so much. I love this character so much. Anyways, next to do their introduction is going to be Kellen. Hey guys, I'm Kellen, also known as the Celtic Wyvern King. You can find me, obviously, here with Brave New Wilds, but you can also find me Mondays over on 8H Adventures for God's Verlea with Mikey, where we've been causing a little mischief among the party in some bits. Though not my fault. That was mainly Mikey that one time. Uh, but yeah, but I'm playing Alexander McQuillan, our adventurer scout. And yeah. Excellent. Next up to give their introduction, he has been one of the few people who has been here since the inception of Vive Tribe Productions. You know him. You love him. The one and only Josh. Or maybe not. We'll come back to him unless he's on the super delayed. Eh, I'll do his introduction for him. Eh, if you would like to follow Josh all over the social medias, you can find him at MG Preacher on the TikToks and the Instagrams. You can also find him on some other projects here on Vibe Tribe Productions. You can find him over at the Academy, Call of the Deep, and some various other places as well. And then, of course, certainly last but not least, he is, he needs no introduction. And as he eats his food in front of us, make really, really jealous at this point. The one and only Chris. Hello, hello. This is Chris, also known as Riku. You can find me on social media as Pup Riku or Puppy Riku. 
you can also find me here on the Vibe Tribe playing in A Walk Among Gods and Tavern Tales, as well as Brave New Wilds. You can also catch me as the Game Master for the Academy and the Crystal City. But tonight, while also eating my trashy Taco Bell, I will be playing it's CJ, your distracted jock of the group. It was actually more of a gymnastics jock, but it works. That it does. <laughs> yeah, who beat me in that one contest? I'm not letting that down. We love inter. We love interpersonal drama. It is great. One thing I forgot to mention: Josh plays our lovable Gabriel, who is the bully archetype in this game. And unfortunately, we are missing two members of our troop. The first one being Amador. Your somewhat normal regular guy who doesn't have any social medias but loves tabletops and he and i'm gonna steal his line because i think it's still one of the funniest introductions lines that he's ever done amador is amazing and he gets to play our favorite chubby mexican kid (laughs) Artie, in this game and we are also unfortunately missing sutfin aka the other chris because there's two of them so it gets confusing and probably my favorite character name so far in season two, Sutvin gets the amazing pleasure to play Ozymandias <laughs> in this game. So send shout out to both of them. We love you. We miss you. And we can't wait for y'all to come back for the next episode. Because trust me, these four are really going to need you for that. Like, it, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to do anything crazy. But speaking of crazy, why don't we get a into a bit of a recap of what happened last time on Brave New Wild. Last session, we had a little bit of somewhat of a downtime. Yes, yes, yes. Mr. Storyteller, Mr. Storyteller, can I cover this? Yes, Bobby, go ahead. It'll be wicked fucking good. All right. Go for it. Last time on Brave New World, everything went to shit. The apocalypse fucking happened. Still don't know how. Apparently, it's just county-wide that this is happening. Us valiant boys of Troop 202, we, we came back from a, camp, a camping trip and found everything just fucking tits up. And the fucking... It was, it like, like when the Bruins lost in the first round. It just the tables flipped and, and the whole nine yards. Fires, dumpsters, the whole... Anyway, so here we are. No shit. We're in this fucking, and, and we come into the fucking town, and everything's going all shit. We see the fucking zombies. We're chased by fucking zombie dogs, if you can fucking believe that shit. Like, this is some Silent Hill or some nonsense. So we run into the church that our fucking troop is from, and we've been holding up in there. Uh, in the meantime, we've been, we've been having some powwow time and a little nappy nap. We did find some snackaroos, which was nice. Still no fucking donkeys. So that's off for those non-Boston types, donkonuts, right? So that, that's a fucking crime in itself. But yeah, the daughter of the local mechanic, who's a total fucking ball sack, she, she came to the fucking church and told us that she needs us to find him and then she'll fix our fucking van so we can amscray and try to find out what happened to our families. And I think that's about it. You know what? I think I may or may not use this as a bit to have characters cover what happened last time in character. Or I'll just let Bobby do the recaps. <laughs> It'll be a just, great time. Can we just hire Bobby to do the recaps for all of our shows? 
Oh my gosh, like I would be so down for that. <laughs> that pretty much covers it. The only other bits of information is granted, yes, Danny, the ball sack, as Bobby has dubbed her, so to speak, did ask for the troops help to locate her dad, who went to go find some batteries at the school and never came back. But more importantly, the other bits of information is that our troop has found some supplies of water and food thanks to the efforts of Artie and Alex who went into the portable to ransack for some food. And then on top of that, Bobby ended up finding some information on the interwebses, or at least tried to get information on the interwebses, and learned a couple of things about what is going on. But that is going to be our recap. Good job, Bobby. Bobby, for that amazing recap, I'm going to give you a brave token to use at and you get to keep that. <laughs> Trust me, you're going to probably want to use it Fucking at some wicked. point. Fucking wicked. Sweet. Okay. So while this conversation is happening between Danny and Bobby and Alex and Artie, CJ, just the cacophony of these four trying to have a quiet conversation but it's not really working out for that fact because they're not really being quiet. And plus, this is Bobby we're talking about. He's Bostonian. Like his version of quiet is not the same version of quiet as like somebody else's. And so as you hear these four talking and you hear Bobby's very distinct voice, you begin to stir awake as you are still currently laying on this pew. <laughs> as CJ kind of stirs awake from it, he is actually going to roll off of the pew and onto the floor, and that's what's going to fully wake him up. Just almost like trying to turn over and just roll off of it. Because I, I don't think he was awake when he was put onto the pew. No. Like he was you... already passed out, so he has no idea where he is. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, he's going to bump. Ow! When, when Bobby hears the thud, he's going to whip around really fast in one of those uh, church hymnals that he was carrying. Remember, he was carrying the big stack of the church hymnals. One of those yep. church hymnals. As he turns, he's going to he's gonna toss it like a ninja star and be like, it's a fucking raid! Oh. Oh. CJ. You all right, buddy? Yes. All right, what good. The, where? What? What happened? What do you mean, what happened? For a second there, I thought you were a fucking undead that came through the window. I was going to light you up with a whole bunch of fucking hymnals. Ave Maria over here. I would have kicked your ass if you did. You would have to catch me first there, good sir. You don't think I could catch you? I still remember last year when I beat you in that track race. I have grown since then. But that's neither here nor there. That's yeah, wider. That's neither here nor there. Okay, it's still he's got, he's giggling at the little jokes he's trying to pull on him because he knows he gets Bobby gets pissed off. Hey, I am circular and circular is in shape. All right. <laughs> you remember that. Uh, but seriously, like I I passed out and now y'all are screaming. What the f what's there's going no, on? There's no screaming going on. We're talking about. I was, I was going to say we're not screaming. Bobby's loud, but we ain't screaming. I was. Yeah. Um, it, this is a church. Everything's loud. But this is my churchy in, inside voice. Uh-huh. So who wants to tell CJ that uh, we got to go find fucking Ballsack? Ballsack? 
Yeah, you know, the fucking... And he's going to point to... Uh, what was her name again? Danny. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to point to Danny. He's, yeah, Danny's old fucking man. Do I know As- Danny? you yeah like i said in the previous session i know it's been quite a bit but dan this is a very small town despite it being more like a mix between the town and a city everyone knows mostly everyone and obviously since y'all since the school is it's like a k through eight kind of situation (laughs) where on the first floor is like k through five and then the middle school students are all on the second floor you have Everyone knows who Danny is, and granted that her father owns probably the one of the few auto shops in this town, or at least the one that everyone and their mother uses, so to speak. You've seen Danny around at school, but you've never really had a conversation with her. Bobby knows Danny a little bit better, given the fact that he is a resident tech boy and mechanic, so to speak. They have an interesting relationship is not really the word I'm looking for. It's more like a rivalry kind of thing. They're busting yeah, each other's yeah. balls half the time. But you have you would have at least seen Danny around school, but you really haven't had a conversation with her. And when you would get the chance to, she's usually either she and Bobby are usually busting each other's balls half the time. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. All right. Yeah. So I'm just going to go. Oh, hey, Danny, when did you get here? Eh, like 20, 25 minutes ago. Oh, I was out for that long. About that. <laughs> yeah, I would say you've been out more than eh, a couple of hours, so to speak. As she points out, like, the choir loft window, and it is currently, like, dark outside, and you s- distinctly remember there still being the sun out when you came to the church and passed out. <laughs> I, I see. So what are we going to do? Right. And Danny kind of looks over to Bobby and says, eh, he's your friend. You can tell him. Oh, that we got a fucking ninja way over to the fucking garage. And I hope to God that we don't get our brains eaten by the walking dead out there. We gonna what? So here's the thing, right? So I was telling your friends, CJ, that I need some help. My dad went to go find some batteries at the school in order for us to try to fix one of the vehicles that we have in our auto garage. He left and he never came back. And knowing him, loved the man to death, but he's not the sharpest tool in the shed, so to speak. And I'm worried that he may have gotten himself hurt or in trouble or a mixture of both. And, yep, so that's the problem. The solution is... You all are going to help me find him. Last he said, he was going to the school to check. And uh, we're going to make our way over there. And you're going to help me find him. And in return, if you help me get my dad back to the shop, I can convince him to help pro bono to fix your little van of yours on the outskirts of town to get it running again. We're going back out there with those zombie things. Yeah. yeah. Duh, that's how it works, CJ. <laughs> oh, and you want to know? Just... You want to know the better part? What? You still don't know if the van's gonna work. Still don't know if the van's gonna work. Can't we just let the adults handle this? Oh. It... Uh, he got... Bobby looks around. Kind of. Have you? Ha... 
Do you remember what it looked like out there? And from what Internet Surf and I was able to do on our own until we can get out of the county. Let's... What do we got to do? Where do we got to go? We're going to need stuff. If we're going to have to fight off these zombies at some point. It, we can pilfer what we can from the church. And Bobby's going to like quick cross himself and look up. And he's like, yeah, sorry about that, JC. You know, we can pilfer what we can from the church to use his weapons. I've been watching from the watch tower, from the bell tower. And it looks like the undead activity has diminished so we might be able to sneak our way out and find some stuff like really close by but uh, oh. that's just my five cents hey mikey how yes far sir away, how far away is the school okay so to give some perspective, so the way that I the way that I designed this is that the church is like the epicenter of Sequoia Falls. So it's like the central point of all directions here in this town. Now, obviously, you saw Bubba's garage from the choir loft. So it's literally down the street. The school from where you're at is towards the north, the northern part of the city. So it. On foot, it will take you about a good 20 to 25 minutes to get there. And the school is in the more affluent is not the correct word I want to use, but it's the better part of town. That's where because most schools are around big residential areas and where most people tend to populate and live. And any commercial shopping is also done in the northern part of town, too. So It'll take about 20 to 25 minutes on foot to get to the school in the northern part of town. Now, if you want what else you can possibly find in the other directions, I'd be happy to give them to you. You just let me know when you want those. <laughs> but the school is in the northern part. <laughs> All right. So school's to the north, 20 minutes away. And then what other than the we know that the garage is close by. What else, what other, like, storefronts or whatnot are, in essence, like, across the street from the church? Okay. That's easy enough. Other than, so in the immediate vicinity near the church, other than the garage, the other things that are near you, there's a lot of local ma and pa shops of, like, general store kind of stuff so like basic fruits and bags of chips and things like that a little bit down the street which is only like a two three minute walk from the church is like the equivalent see i'm a california resident so i don't know if it's like this or if it, there's a franchise in other states but we have something that's called a yellow mart where it's like very small where most people go, especially all the local high schools go get their sporting equipment there. So like baseball players, soccer players and Yellow Mart is in my area is where we go to get the letterman's jackets and any type of sports uniform the high schools require. So think of that in the equivalent of Sequoia Falls. So that's normally where all the high schoolers go to go get their sporting equipment as well. So. That is also there. And then the other the only other thing there is also is like one of those like 
hole in the wall medical clinics. It's not necessarily a doctor's office, but it's more like a bootleg pharmacy kind of situation where it's mostly like a medical office for people to go get medical exams from. So if you were going to find medicine, the most you're going to find is probably like some Tylenol and some, and some aspirin, maybe a couple of first aid kits, but it's not like on the level of Rite Aid and CVS kind of things. It's like one of your local mom and pa drugstores. But those are really the like three. Those are the major areas within the vicinity. So these all can offer you guys opportunities to go see what you can find if you wish. And then once you all are ready to go, then you guys can make your way heading north towards the school. Would I be able to make like a brain, a, a brains check to remember on the van what what breaks down the most for example like when people have like the older style cars that 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 they've had for years and years in, instead of getting the system completely changed like every two days they'll pour oil into it type thing or or like belts or something like that can i try to make up some sort of memory check to see if I can remember anything that we would need for the van that to just at least get the van from here to the school. Yeah. Okay. Let's go for it. So that's going to be an 18. Damn. All right. So Bobby, as you are simultaneously listening to this conversation, you're also thinking ahead a little bit in terms of once you rescue or you get Danny's dad back, the fact that she's willing to help you fix the van is going to be helpful. And as you think back, listen, the van is very old, but it is reliable. Actually, is not the word to use either because it's reliable in most cases, but it tends to break down a lot. And as you think about what possibly Danny can help you fix the biggest issue is that what breaks down the most in this van is usually the belt that is connected on the engine. It's constantly either being worn or torn a lot quicker than it normally does or completely snaps. And then it futzes around as the van, as you all experience coming down the mountain back into town, it tends to shake as it goes along because the belt is fighting to stay on into the car. And then the other thing that you remember, because that 18 was hella high, you also know that you should probably to get Danny and her father to look at the transmission on the van. because. Padre does his best, but he's not necessarily doing the checkups like he's supposed to. And so, Bobby, you, in fact, were the one who fixed the transmission last time. But it was one of those MacGyver situations because you all had to fix it while you were out of town on a excursion one time. And it got you guys home. And you told and Padre said he would uh, take it in to get it looked at. But we're not sure if he ever did or not. All right, so I I will look at the, everyone that's assembled and be like, all right, so we got the sporting goods store where we will probably find some some weapons. We uh, we can finish ransacking here to see what we can find here. There's that mom and pa drugstore that's close by as well. 
And the other question is, do we want to hoof it to the school or do we want to try and take the van to the school? I say hoof it rather than not risk anything else breaking. You got a point. All righty. So it seems that y'all have a semblance of a plan. So now comes the fun part. <laughs> now, there are a couple ways to handle this. Y'all can go to these spots as a whole entire group or y'all can split up however you want to do this. But what I will say is whatever you guys decide, that's what we're going to end up following. Troop 202. What is our game plan? <laughs> Obviously, you're going to hit these places, but how are we going to go about doing so? Is it are you all going to stay together or are you going to split off and tackle different tasks all at once? How is going to go back up to the bell tower and do a 360 look around because it's nighttime now, right? Correct. It was dusk. OK. What is the zombie activity like? Bobby, as you take a look out of the as you take a look outwards from where you are currently standing in the immediate area, you don't see really any zombie or zombie and doggos for that matter. But as you close your eyes and you hone into your surroundings. Other than the slight breeze that you can feel and hear as it blowing in the distance from where you're standing, you do hear some small moanings of zombies, but it seems that they are a little bit a ways off. But you also get the sense that regardless, you can never truly feel safe in a zombie apocalypse as a, you know, as the many a times y'all have watched those zombie movies when you weren't supposed to. <laughs> I will say that for now, there is no immediate danger, but you will probably need to be careful because who knows what is lying around the corner. Okay. So Bobby's going to come back downstairs and he's going to go to the group. He's going to go to the group and he's going to say, all right, hear me out. If my memory serves me correctly, these zombies, they're attracted to sound. All right. What if we all finish ransacking the church, finding everything that we need. And once we're done ransacking the church, I can set up the, the speaker system and everything from downstairs. I can bring it up here and I can set it up, right? And then once we're all done with everything in here, I can turn the system on really fucking loud. And that should attract the zombies in the area here and then we can scoot over to the sporting goods store and the and the drugstore, pick up what we need, and then amscray to the school say. How's it how's that sound? Might work. We also how don't know how like how many of those things are out there. And how are you gonna turn on the music without oof, I like are you going to be able to turn on the music and get out of here before the zombies start rushing over here? That too. I am confident that I can do that. Bobby says. Last words ever said. Well, as stupid as the plan is, I can't really think of what else we could do to get them out of here. Unless 
trying to be super sneaky around the alleyways. But even then, that's tight spaces. Actually, what's better, being in a tight space or being in the open area with these things? That's My thinking is this, right? If we have all the shit in one spot, then it's just one big pile of shit and not a big smeared piece of shit. You know what I mean? And it's easier to pick up the shit when it's in one place than a big fucking smear. CJ is just nodding, like, concerningly at that analogy. And Alex is Alex had a loss of words. It's just like, oh, brother. It seems that uh, as Danny just looks around and says, it seems that y'all have a plan. All right, let's get to it then. All righty. So, from as game as your brave master here. So let me reiterate what has said. So the plan is. So I know this. So I have it correctly. The plan is is to see what else y'all can find here at the church first. Then from there, Bobby's going to enact Operation SoundCloud <laughs> as a thing and blast the sound system in order to attract the zombies to the church as a distraction for y'all to go to the rest of the places, hit those, and then try to make your way to the school without getting the attention of the zombies. Do I have yep. that correct? Yep, that's it. Solid plan. There's no possible way this is going to go awry. If someone else has a, another idea, please, by all means. Oh, no, I, I fucking love this plan. This is a great, this is, as the kids say, this is good TV. Like CJ said, like, it's a stupid idea, but it's our only idea right now. And we need to think of something fast. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, my goodness. All righty, kids. Then, in that case, let's see what y'all can find. So, at this point, you all spread out, and then you begin to search what remains of the church. So, obviously, the things that have been already investigated and searched was the secretary's office, which Bobby took care of with all that information, and then the little kind of portable that is on the side of the church where you guys usually hold your meetings. Alex and Artie kind of went through that and found the food. But uh, let's see what else y'all can find. So I am actually, let's see. You know what? I am going to do this because I can. So I need everyone, since y'all are searching for things, I want everyone to make me a brains roll, please. And let's see what happens here. So I'll start this parade off. Bobby's so focused on getting the, the AV equipment together and all that that he rolled a one. Oh my, Bobby, Bobby. I was like, Alex got a seven. CJ okay. Got a six. Cool. Good thing I put a D10 in brains. And hang on, I'm rolling. No worries. Eight total. Very nice. All right, Bobby, you've already covered it, but you're so focused on pro on Operation SoundCloud that you lose track of what you said you were going to do, and you're not really helping finding anything else but what you need for Operation SoundCloud. But through the combined efforts of Gabe, Alex, and CJ, here are the things that you find. Because guess what? I prepped a list to see He's how well you do. Song. <laughs> he really is. He's. I have that perfect song on this playlist. 
Or better yet, because this is a Catholic church and this is from real life experience. Crazy for me. Oh my god! Because it is a Catholic church, and I'm just oh, imagining no, even better. Go ahead. Instead of crazy train, he's looking for hell's bells. Oh no! Go ahead. What you you know what? Let me ask this question before I go into it, Bobby. What song are we looking for? Or you you could think about it and then reveal it when you turn on the speakers. How about that? I'm gonna reveal it when I turn on the speakers. Hell yes. My, my guess is I think Bobby would put on We Will Rock You by Queen. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. We will find out in a little bit. But collectively, Gabriel, Alex, and CJ, here is what you find. So outside of what has already been found, which has mostly been snacks and water, thanks to Artie and Alex's efforts from the portable, here are the other things that you find. So... Based on your collective efforts, the things that you find is you find two first aid kits. Somehow they were lying around in the rest of this church building. So you went to the offices, you went to the choir loft, you even raided the restroom for some part of it. Unfortunately, no toilet paper, (laughs) but you'll be fine. But so you find two first aid kits. Now that hurts. (laughs) Yes, it really does. Yeah, you're brave. Y'all know how to use nature's toilet paper. Y'all, you'll be fine. You know what? Hold up. Let me roll for this real quick. Oh, God. This is funny. CJ, you know your lesson now because Ozzy, being the nature boy that he is, forgot to tell you when y'all were on a camping trip how to identify nature's toilet paper. And let's just say poison ivy and booty cheeks don't mix very well. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. The dice decided that would happen to you, not me. All right. So two first aid kits. You also find four like camping lanterns. So the ones with the handles on it. And you also find two little flashlights with that. Yes. So you find four of those lanterns and two regular flashlights. And when I say regular, I mean the standardized like the standard cheap plastic ones that you get. And it's not one. It's like the heavy duties metal ones that like are long and you can use them to beat people with a baseball bat. <laughs> like the $2 bright yellow quote unquote emergency survival. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And more pieces of shit. I'll just disassemble those and just take the batteries out of them or something. <laughs> I will say that both of those cheap little flashlights do have the batteries in them, but we'll get into that in a little bit. And then finally, the last thing that you find through your combined efforts, surprisingly enough. Hold up, where did I put this? Ah, here we go. So other than the first aid kits and the lanterns and the flashlights, you also happen to find, surprisingly enough, you find a megaphone. <laughs> Don't ask me why there was a megaphone, but there is a megaphone. And it's one of those megaphones that is you can use it regularly and as Padre the megaphone. I want you to hear the word. You're going to hear the word. It's more so is this is like Padre will use the megaphone when you guys are doing community service, which usually involves you guys doing his lawn mowing for him. <laughs> and but so this megaphone is. The one where it has two uses, you have the regular standard, like shout into the giant cone, but it also has a separate little microphone where you can hold the megaphone out and then use the little microphone to speak through it. So it has like a two, it's like a two pronged purpose megaphone. But those are the things that you find. 
And so you all reconvene and you share what you found. And Danny kind of looks at all this is not bad. I do hope you remember to take this because once Bobby starts playing that song, there's no coming back to this, at least not right now, at least. (laughs) So make sure you don't forget anything. Can someone take point on distributing all that and whatnot? Because Bobby, I so what I envisioned is Bobby starts off. Bobby started off looking for stuff, right? But then like he went into the basement and saw like the mixing board and the speakers and like all the like that church dance portable music DJ shit. It's like in the corner, right? So he just as soon as he saw that he like hyper focused on it. So as people were walking by looking for stuff, they would have just seen Bobby just standing there and it, the wheels turning in his brain. And then after a few minutes, he would have switched from looking for stuff to survive to setting up the equipment to, so when that they're done, he can do the thing. I love it. All righty. As Bobby is taking care of that, that's an excellent question. So CJ, Alex, and Gabe, which one of you wants to take charge and divvy up all the things? <laughs> Technically, I'll do it, but who wants I mean, to? I'm strong boy, so if need be, if need be, I can carry like the bulk of it. All right, Gabriel, you have been vo- you have volunteered yourself to divvy up the things. So here's how it's going to go down. So one of the beautiful things about this game is that your characters always have their backpack on them. So everyone has their backpack and we'll get into the backpack mechanic once we get into the school, because I'm going to slowly introduce that because it's a great time. So, Gabriel, as you are divvying up the things into the backpack. So this is for everyone. So make sure you write this down. I will write it down. But. Outside of a couple of snack items and some and two waters in your backpacks. So everyone has one of that. Gabriel, you give out the lanterns and the flashlights. So the people, the four of you, Bobby, you will get a lantern. CJ, Alex, Gabriel and Bobby, the four of you will get the lanterns, which means that Ozzy and Artie will get the flashlights. The two first aid kits will be, let's see, funny enough, I think this would be hilarious. Ozzy will take one first aid kit, and Gabriel, you will actually take the second one. And then as far as the megaphone goes, Bobby doesn't need it because he's already loud enough. No offense. (laughs) You know what? Just for the shits and giggles, Alex, you you will get the megaphone. (laughs) So Alex has the megaphone. Hey, Mikey. Really quick from character creation, there was a few items that we rolled for. Do we have those items as well? Yes. Okay, cool. Oh, cool. So those items that you rolled for are in your backpack. And then if you need anything that extends beyond what is currently in your backpack, you can actually roll be like, oh, magically, I have this in there, but there's a catch to it. So if when we get to that mechanic, I'll explain more with that. But it's a fun one. Cool. All righty. So that kind of divvies up everything. Once you all divvy up everything and Gabriel, you split everything up amongst the group. Danny and Padre just look at all of you doing this. 
And after everyone collects their stuff at this point, Bobby, I feel that you are ready to go with all of this. And as all of you turn to Bobby's direction, (laughs) Bobby, why don't you describe how you set this up? Because I think this is going to be great. (laughs) All right. So. I just need a quick clarification. Most of the RC churches that I have attended, the the upstairs, the chapel area has its own sound system where they have like the big speakers are are attached to the wall and especially if this is one of those cathedral type churches the that the priests they'll have mics at the lectern and whatnot so that there's a so there's an audio system upstairs and then in the basement that's where they have the the party the movable speakers and stuff like that for the parties and whatnot does this run along the same lines? Yes, it does. Okay. And just a, a trigger warning, this might be a little blasphemous, but this is how this is going to roll. Full send. When everybody reassembles and they look, Bobby has turned the altar into, in essence, a DJ stand. He has got, he has gone into the office and he's taken the desktop computers and he's brought them and he's and the mixing the mixing board from downstairs he's brought that upstairs and he like all the wires all the extra wires that he can find the for the speakers they like they all radiate from the altar vines almost if you will he has speakers he's got the speak the mounted the wall mounted church speakers are connected to this and also the the speakers that he brought up from downstairs they are they are facing they are at windows one on the left side one on the right side at a window facing outward and and for shits and giggles that like one stereotypical like desktop disco ball that most churches have he has that. He brought that up as well, uh, and also looking, also looking like like vines, if if you will, are all the freaking extension cords and this, that, and the other that he has running all over the place. Somehow he found a two hundred foot HDMI cable. Go fig, Roman. Hey, Catholic Church, the richest church in the world, baby. Got to use some money on something. And he has all this just hooked up when. Everyone is done. He'll like, he'll look and be like, "Y'all ready?" Damn. As Alex just goes, "Dear God." Now I haven't been. I wasn't able to hook up the Bluetooth because I didn't have enough time to sync everything. Had I had thirty more minutes, I could have. I could have hooked that all up and made this fucking mint. But this will work. This will work. Can you? Yes, can, this is still a very close second. Can what do we get out of this? Can you DJ my graduation party? I got you, boo. Sweet. All right. Uh, what? Which? Which doorway do we all want to head out of? So, brave master here. So, logistically speaking, the best way, especially if you're going to be blasting this with to get the attention of the zombies, the best bet is probably to go. To the side of out the side entrance to the church, like you guys would be heading towards your portable, but you probably want to take the back gate out from behind the portable in order to get to one of the side streets. 
Therefore, you guys can get out to the side while the zombies are being more attracted to the sound of the music or whatever is playing. So literally the side gate is probably your best option. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I was thinking was going going the side door. Yeah, I was going to mention the side doors because, you know, don't want to run into the street when hordes of Zeeks are coming down on us now. Indeed. Side so, door it is. All right. So Bobby, he'll turn to the, to, to the troop and he'll be like, as soon as you hear the bass kick in, nah, I'm sorry. As soon as you hear the guitar scream, that is your signal to get the fuck out of Dodge. And then I will be right behind you. You got it, dude. That's a guitar screen. What song did you choose? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and walk over to the door and get basically a point guard up there on the door. Get, get ready for everybody to exfil. Sweet. All right. All right. So, so Bobby, go for it. Bobby is going to to head on to the front, the front of the church, which I'm sure has the stereotypical, like double doors, or does it have like that 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 super gaudy like three double door thing? Is it that big of a church where it has? Yeah, no, say like it's a standard like double door. It's a heavy wooden double door, but it's a, your standard double door. All right. So Bobby is going to open the double doors and do that fucking church door trick where you have to push the, the door just enough so it catches and it stays open. So he's going to prop those doors open and then he's going to prop the other doors, the, the inner doors into the chapel open. So hopefully the zombies will just come through the front door while we exit out the side door. And then Bobby will go over to the PA system. He will start flipping everything on, right? The PA system makes that sound as it comes on. Bobby takes a microphone, and first he he cues something up on on the YouTubes, right? And uh, takes the mic, once once it's queued up, he takes the microphone, and uh, he'll walk a, a few steps away from the from the altar. Make sure that everything is cranked to 11, right? Then he'll do that thing where he taps the, the microphone with the palm of his hand. Good evening, Sequoia Falls, you shambling fucks. That's right. If you want some fucking brain, come on this way. And he will run over and hit the space bar so that the song plays. And the song that starts playing is More Human Than Human by White Zombie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How many that puns can you fit into a song? Seriously. <laughs> That's fucking fantastic. So then the reason why I said as soon as you hear the guitar scream is because there's the intro part. Then there's the part where it's the sound clip from the from the porno. And then the guitar kicks in. So by then, they should be coming in the front door and we should be heading out. So this is just breaking the fourth wall a little bit, right? Adolfo, I fucking love you. <laughs> That's You're hilarious. Adolfo. You guys are fucking fantastic. I love this. All right. 
as soon as the space bar has been pressed and everything begins to play, you guys realize that <laughs> you just realize, oh, this is actually happening. This is real. And as soon as that guitar lick kicks in and screams, I'm slamming that door open, yelling, go. I'm slamming go, that door go, open. Go. Going, okay. So as soon as that happens, all of you begin heading out. Let's make this spicy, shall we? I need everyone to roll me a flight roll. That is a five for Bobby. Roll what again? I'm sorry. Flight. Flight. Which I put a D20 in that one. I rolled a four. (laughs) Oh, shit. I put a D20 into it and I rolled an 11. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Just one of me and one other thing. I see how it is. (laughs) And then Gabriel will just wait on yours. Oh, this is going to be fantastic. Heck yes. I love this. All right. So. Gabriel, Bobby and CJ, as well as everyone else until including Ozzy and Artie. You all dash your way through the yard. And while you guys are fenced in, you guys, as you are running, you can see over the fence on the other side, you see the zombies begin to make their way over and pile onto the source of the sound. And obviously, it's not like they see you guys quite yet, but because the mass of them are starting to move towards a singular entity, that the fence is starting to wiggle a little bit. Like when you put too much weight on a wooden fence, and even though it's embedded into the ground, because it's a wooden fence, you can shake it violently with enough force. So it's kind of like that. Now, as all of you are making your way through the gate, Gabriel, as Should the I one say that I'm also trying to help. Here's what I'll say. So you're since you're taking okay. point, I will say that you're holding up the side. You're holding the side gate open in the yard to get everyone through. So everyone gets through fine, except. Alex. You did not meet my you didn't meet my challenge rating for this. You failed. Alex, as you are running across the yard. Yeah. You step in a pothole that you weren't necessarily looking for and you fall flat on your face. As you fall flat on your face, given everything that you are currently carrying and wearing and things like that, it hits like a full thud, right? And as you dust yourself up and get off, you start as you turn to look back that some of the zombies have noticed you. And now they're beginning to try to push their way through the fence. And as you are staring, you start to see the fence give way a little bit and start to slowly push forward and forward. The more weight that they're trying to fight to get you, you have a mere matters of seconds before that back fence comes down and you start to have to fight zombies. Gabriel, as the person who is holding this gate open, you are the only one right now that can do something in order to try to help Alex give him a better advantage of not becoming zombie chow at this moment. So Gabriel, Alex is dusting himself off, and let's just say, I'll call this matrix mode, so everything slows down, time is slowing down, and you just see the gate beginning to fall forward and the zombies are looking to make their way shambling forward towards Alex as he's slowly backing up as if in slow motion. So, Gabriel, 
what would you like to do to try to get your friend out of that situation? Basically, what I would do with the military is I grab them by like the almost like their collar and pull them like through through the door of the gate. Don't come on, shit. Okay, so let's see how successful you are with that. So, Gabriel, I would like you to roll me. Let's see. Oops, sorry. Since I'm pulling on, would this be brawn? Yep, definitely your brawn. Yo, 18. Okay. So let me give this in two different perspectives. Alex, you see these zombies starting to push the fence down and come towards you. And before you get a moment to react, you just feel the sheer brute force of somebody grabbing you by the scruff of your collar on the shirt and pull you backwards. And as you turn your head a little bit, Gabriel, with all his might, using his strength to pull you through the gate as he shuts it down. And the rest of you all just see Gabriel pull Alex, shut the gate behind. And with the cacophony of the zombies now entering the yard and just the overwhelming guttural noises that they make, you all dash your way over to the spots that you were going to look into and begin working on your way there. Okay. So Operation SoundCloud was a success for the most part. I'm not going to lie. Gabriel, had you failed, I would have made it a little bit tougher and I would I get to use my customary moves, but I didn't get to do that yet. So I'm going to save that. It'll happen eventually. All righty. So now you all done. So now all of you guys are making your way to the shops. So now comes my next question. Who is going where to figure out what you can grab in this haste? So just to reiterate, there is the sporting goods store. There's like a general store where snacks and food are. And then you have the local mom and pod drug store, too. What's the first store that we come that that we come to? Because I, I would figure like first especially in a run the first store that we get to we would go ducking in that into that store okay given the positioning of where you guys exited from the church since you are on the side street the first store that you would actually come across is the mom pa drug stores so the mom pa drug store which is happily known as aunt tilly's Aunt Tilly is a local here in Sequoia Falls. She is an elderly woman and she has been running this Ma and Pa drugstore for a very long time. It's been in her family for generations. So this thing has probably been here since the inception of Sequoia Falls. You boys know Aunt, Aunt Tilly as she is love as she's called by the residents and you all. She usually is always the first one to buy y'all's popcorn sales when you have the popcorn sales. And she makes sure to buy one from every single one of you, even though she doesn't really eat the popcorn herself. But she always loves supporting the Braves. And think of her as like your guys's troops maternal grandmother figure. <laughs> so Aunt Tilly is... Aunt Tilly is great, and who knows, you may see, find, you may meet up with her at some point in this campaign. But yeah, so y'all make your way to Aunt Tilly's, which is the Ma Pa drugstore. You guys duck inside. 
And as you collect your breath and Alex, as you contemplate your near death experience, you all immediately have no time to waste and you begin to search around. So now I'm going to once again ask all of you to roll a brains and collectively whatever your total is will determine what you are able to find. I rolled an eight. Oh, and Mikey, just as a little bit of flavor, mm-hmm. as we're making our ex, our ex fill and everything, I look at Alex and I tap the side of my head. I said, "Keep your head in the game." I got a six. Now my fault. Cool. The pothole was there. So eight for Alex, six for CJ, Bobby. What'd Four. you get? Four. Okay. And then Gabriel, ten. what did you get? A ten for brains. Nice. Okay. I apologize for my lousy internet. I got flag. You're good. Don't worry about it. Okay, so collectively, you all have a 28, which is not bad. So through your combined efforts in this Ma and Pa store, you in Antilles, you are able to once again, you are able to find another first aid kit. So now we're up to a total of three. And more importantly, you find two thermo like thermo inducing blankets so like when someone is it's it's one of those it's one of those medical metallic blankets like when someone's suffering oh, from those, hypothermia the silver rescue yeah. blankets yeah the silver rescue blankets you find two of those yo good find and the other thing that you find is you find one can of sprayable disinfectant so like for minor cuts and bruises so like the spray for instead of rubbing alcohol, you, it's neosporin kind of, but in a s- mistable form. So you find basically you find one can of neosporin. The company is not going to come and sue this little game, so I'm going to say it. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Antilles is a mom and pa shop, so they don't have all the options like more big pharmacies do. But Antilles does what she does pretty well for herself. Especially since the Braves are normal. Surgical, surgical kits and iodine? How dare they? <laughs> and Tilly does pretty good for herself, especially since usually Padre and you Braves are her number one customers. Because usually you guys go in here every time before you leave town. Because not only do you get some of the supplies from her, but you always... Actually, you know what? The other thing that you all collectively find is sitting on the counter because Aunt Tilly forgot to give this to you guys before you left you find what she has dubbed as her braves box so essentially it's just like a little box of snacks and things like that she usually gives you guys for the trip to wherever you're going and you just see it on the counter there's six for the braves and then one for padre as always with a little note attached to it (laughs) i should also put out that a braves box is like trail mix and like the standard stuff you would find on a car road trip continue bobby sorry no no that's fine did we want to take time divvying everything up or do we want to just throw it all in one bag and continue on our way just throw it in my bag and we'll divvy it up later okay sounds good sweet all right so you all throw it in gabe's bag and then you all make your way out okay so Logistically speaking, from here, the next closest store to you without trying to get attention to yourself would be actually technically. Here's the funny part. So the remaining two stores are in the same building. 
So to give a little bit of a context, so if you have ever lived in a small town, especially when it comes to old architecture, when you try to modernize small, like independent town and try to modernize it, but you can't necessarily get rid of the way that the older buildings were constructed, the the next two stores are sharing a space. The space used to be an old warehouse with two floors and they really couldn't do much about it. And so the general store and the sporting goods store are wrapped into one. The first floor is your general store. And then the second upstairs is the sporting goods store. And these are owned by the Bobina brothers. So the Bobina brothers, Lawrence and Taylor. So how do I put this nicely? They're dicks, right? <laughs> and the reason I say that is because the whole town knows that they're just too nice to say anything. Yeah, it's one of those small times is like, here's the thing. So Lawrence and Taylor, they owned this store, but it's not by choice. They're what you call your typical kind of like high school burnouts. Like they didn't even make it to graduation. They Actually, I take that back. They did make it to graduation, but they're literally the epitome of like they went to go chase their dreams. It didn't necessarily work out. They came back home to live at home and they never just left. And so by default, they are working and owning the general store and the sporting goods store. And they're dickheads because they become jaded in life. So they always mess they always mess they're, with the high school like those kids. 45, 45 and 50 year olds that never gave up on that rock, rock star dream. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so the two of you duck all not the two of you, all of you duck into the Bobina Brothers shops. And you find yourself in the general store and the sporting goods store. Once again, through your collective efforts, I will need everyone to roll me a brains real quick to see what we can find. Six from Alex. Okay. Five from CJ. Eleven. Nice. Alrighty. And then, of course. <laughs> oh, no. Seventeen. Holy shit. Again, noise. Two sixes and a five. That, that got danger closer. I would have been a little concerned if I got a third six. Shit. All right. Damn it. You guys got to stop rolling really well. <laughs> the collectiveness is oh, crazy. I'm sorry. All right. CJ so here's probably go ahead. CJ is probably going straight for the archery equipment, by the way. It's funny that you mentioned that, right? So I'll say through your collective efforts, this is what you end up find. So because this is a general store and a sporting goods store, this is what you end up finding. In the general store portion, through your collective efforts, you all find boxes of like candy. So it's the kind of ones that have a mixture of different candy bars in them. And this is how crazy I was in high school. They're like the mixture of the candy bars where you have Hershey's, Reese's, a Milky Way, like a assorted mix of the standard size candy bars. And it, there's the portion of the top of the box where you can open it up and it's just like you can just grab from one. I sold a lot of those in high schools to make extra money. So I would bring a whole bunch of candy bars to school and sell them to kids. Technically, I wasn't supposed to do that, but I did it anyways because a bitch needed to pay for prom <laughs> <laughs> by any means necessary. And then I had a roommate that was that I helped them with it. They sold like baking goods during my freshman year of college. 
because we had a kitchen that the whole entire building shared. So every Saturday morning when I was staying at campus on the weekend, I would help them make stuff. And so we sold in our building and in the other freshman dorms, we sold baked goods. <laughs> but you find the boxes of candy in the general store area. And since this is also a general store, because you guys rolled collectively so well, this is probably the important thing. You also find two of those kind of the two of those you find two lighters and it's not like the standard lighters that people use when they light up when they're looking to light a cigarette it's one of those more so it's like the ones where you press the little button and it's a little trigger instead and it's usually like one of those long lighters where you're like you mean a, bar- a, a barbecue lighter yeah something like that and when you light a candle and things like that so you found two of those now as CJ mentioned, through the collective efforts, you find three baseball bats and one bow and arrow set with a couple of arrows. <laughs> I'm grabbing that bow and arrow set and slinging it over Katniss style. <laughs> if I was one second faster on the unmute button. God <laughs> damn it, Riku. Damn it. I'll let you use it, maybe, kinda. Sort of. Doubt it. <laughs> As Alex says with a chuckle after hearing that. CJ probably watched way too much Hunger Games. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. So once again, you find a couple of boxes of candy, two lighters like you, you would use for a barbecue. You find one bow and arrow, which CJ claimed as his. He licked it. It is now his. <laughs> I still have students that do that. They lick it to claim it as theirs. And I want to be terrified, but I'm also proud of them. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I'm trying to figure out if CJ's that kid. Yeah. <laughs> he probably uh, licked it in front of Alex's face, too. Just to, just to dig it in? Yeah. <laughs> you taste metal now in your mouth for a little bit, CJ. He's got that metallic taste in his mouth. He, gets, he does it for fun, and then a second later, you just see him do, like that sour look on his face. Like, well, why did I do that? Alrighty. Okay. As you guys throw it in, as you guys throw it in Gabe's bag, y'all rush out of the store. And that makes your pillage missions a success. So as you guys reconvene outside of the store, that the church is now being overrun with zombies. They have managed to break the doors and they are making their way inside of the church which is your signal of time to GTFO out of here and to start making your way to the school. So you guys hoof it on foot towards the school. Padre is doing his best to keep up. He's in pretty decent shape for an elderly former man of the cloth. But of course, he's like uh, huffing it. The years of cigarettes, man, they catch up to you. (laughs) But thankfully... Danny has been nice enough to travel alongside a Padre to keep him up. And after about 20 minutes or so, you guys make your way up to the northern part of Sequoia Falls, where you find your school, but it's not exactly as you remember it. Now, granted, and I can say this because I was a preteen once. <laughs> Normally, school is not the most favorite place when it comes to certain kids because some kids find it boring, some kids finding it mundane. But through mon- Monday through Friday is usually where 
for most of your day, you have to go and get educated. We got the kids learning out here. And before the school is nothing to the school is like nothing really extraordinary. It's one of those more traditional kind of like brick and mortar buildings. So it's made up of like bricks. And there are two floors. The first floor, once again, is K through fifth grade. And then the upper floor is sixth through eighth grade, where you guys occupy your space because y'all are in middle school. However, as you guys are at the entrance of the school, you see this school is not what you remember it to be. And in fact, you swear that it was unassuming when you normally came here. But now... As all of you are standing in front of the school, you can see that the windows have been boarded up. There is like makeshift barriers around the perimeter of the building. You also see that there's just trash littered all over the place. And then there's been graffiti tagged all over the walls and things like that. It doesn't look right. And it even feels a little off as well. So in your gut, you're like, I don't know if this is the correct feeling, but something's not adding up here. And as just like my old middle school. And as you all take this site in. Danny just walks up in front and just looks at the school and says, hey, old man, what did you get yourself into? Turns around to the group. All right, boys, listen up. I don't know what's going to wait for us inside of this school. But all I know is that our job is to find where my dad is, get in, get out, and then I will help you fix the van. And as she's saying this, all of you see her and she's holding her. She's holding her own bow and arrow at this point. But as she's holding it, as it's strung up across her back, as she's saying this and trying to give this speech of what you all need to do and the mission and things like that, you all can see that her hands are visibly shaking. Despite the demeanor that she gives off, she is absolutely terrified because after all, she is a, she's about she's the same age as you guys. She is just a preteen going into the unknown, trying to find out what the hell happened to her dad. And Bobby, for you specifically, you know that Danny busts your balls at every turn, the chance she gets, just like you do to her. But this is really the first time you see that kind of facade of this tough girl begin to melt away as you can visibly say, see that the words and what she's trying to convey doesn't match how she's feeling internally. And so as she finished giving this speech, she turns back around facing the school and she says, let's go. But she still stands there staring at the school and looking as if she is getting lost in her own thought. Bobby will do the do that thing where he'll like he'll look at he'll look at Danny. Right. And be like, that's not the. Cocky. Danny that I know and he'll look at the school and he'll look back at Danny and then he'll he'll walk over to her and put his he'll walk over to her pause a minute put his hand on her shoulder and be like all right let's let's put the let's put the big kid pants on and let's go save the ball sack of your father 
<laughs> and Bobby will start walking towards the school. Bobby, uh, has you... does everybody have a weapon? I will say yes, CJ. CJ, here's the thing, because y'all found three baseball bats, right? So, CJ, you're the only one that has the bow and arrow. Cause yeah, because you... I was going to say right now. I'm... <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's OK. I'm just assuming because CJ has the bow and arrow and y'all did find three baseball bats at the sporting goods store. So I'm assuming the three baseball bats will go to Bobby, Alex, and then to you, Gabe. So and Gabe, technically, you also have that pipe you found earlier when you guys well, walked I into town. I, yeah, I got a piece of steel pipe. I would say Bobby. I'll, I'll keep the other baseball back just in case I. Nope. I was going to say, if there's three baseball bats, I would say Bobby does not have. Again, I apologize. This leg is killing me. Bobby does not have a baseball bat. He has no weapons. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, because he's the tech kid and a hockey player. That's very so. true. We'll get into that when we get into the school, I promise. <laughs> then, I hand oh, I... That, then I hand that other baseball bat to, over to Bobby, and I'm like, it's not a hockey stick. But hey, it's something. So then Bobby will, yeah, Bobby will take the baseball bat and be, he'll be like, all right, move on. You got it. Alrighty. Once every once all the weapons have been divvied and everyone has collected their nerves, so to speak, you guys make your way past the barricade and kind of push it to the side. You make your way to the front door of the school and you open it up and you enter the unnerving darkness that is the school. And that is where we're going to end the session there tonight. <laughs> I kind of want to just use this session to do the prep work and get a little bit of some fun things out of the way, because now you have entered in the next official chapter of the campaign, which I have dubbed this chapter called the School of Hard Knocks. <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm really excited because you guys are going to be encountering your first colony of survivors, so to speak. And y'all know how some of these colonies can be. For those of you who watch, who have seen or read The Walking Dead, shit gets crazy when other human beings interact with each other in apocalypse like with zombies in it. I'm so excited. This is going to be great. These quote unquote colonies look more like cults. <laughs> Shh, don't spoil it. That's later. <laughs> but anyways. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Brave New Wild. When we come back, we are going to begin the School of Hard Knocks chapter officially and what kinds of things await our troop and their temporary companion, Danny, in school. Will they be able to find Danny's dad? Will they be safe in this haven that they once knew as their school? Will they be able to fix the van? You're going to have to tune in next episode to find out. But until then, from all of us here at Brave New Wild and Vibe Tribe Productions, remember, take care of yourself, love one another, and as always, let the good times roll. We'll catch you on the flip side, but for now, ta-ta for now. This has been a Vibe Tribe Production. Remember, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, keep those good times rolling. We'll see you next time. <laughs>